When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This week on Jordan and Jake. You know, it's kind of like if you go out and have dinner and some drinks with your wife, you got to get home safe. It's not safe for me to be on the road over there with the backwards driving. <laughs> week in and week out, we're watching Brian Burns develop into quite possibly the defensive rookie of the year in the National Football League. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Jordan and Jake podcast week. Uh, I, man, I don't even know what week it is. It's the middle of the season, so you can't tell up from down, but... You got Jake and Jordan back on this week. Last week, we couldn't line up the schedules because we had a big weekend. And Jake, man, I saw you more this weekend than I've seen you in the last five years combined. It was awesome. How was the Hall of Honor weekend, first of all? Well, it's hard to put into words, Jordan, and I think we all feel the same way. Um, what the, the the organization, the Panthers, did um, for the four of us and our families this weekend is something that I don't think there's any doubt we'll go down as one of the time of our lives. And, but not, not only that, just being able to share it with um, the faculty of the Panthers, you know, uh, the, from the trainers, the equipment managers, uh, seeing John Coleman, um, just everybody involved from all the ticket office staff to Charlie Dayton coming back. Yeah. You know, just so much involved and David Monroe and Bruce Spate did an unbelievable job of coordinating this and, you know, the ex-players. I mean, I think that's what I probably enjoyed more than anything is seeing the ex-players we played with and they were all there. And, um, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Just fantastic. And I know you felt the same way. Yeah, it was awesome. You said it great. And I, I, I got to tell you, like, I am so exhausted from just being <laughs> on all weekend long, man. Like, to travel, yeah, that was uh, – you, you get used to that. But I don't know about you, but between my family, my friends, your family, your friends, like you said, all the people, every minute of every day was conversation and catching up and hugs. And uh, I just – I got home. I was like, man, I just need a nap. I'm exhausted. I need a nap, but I, I'm not going to get it because now I'm going to London and it's like, man, football is the gift that keeps on giving, man. It is the gift that keeps on giving. And not only that, calling the game, I was so in tune to the game also. And I wanted us to win so bad just to top off the weekend. 
And I felt very good leading up into the week and everything that we're going to win. We're not going to lose this weekend. And certainly there became some tense moments. Um, but, I, you know, to me, um, watching that game unfold, the way it unfolded, it just kind of kind of a combination of, of all four of our careers. It was a kind of a barely many up and downs in that game, but just we were going to fight, we were going to win, uh, and we pulled one out. And I think that kind of typified everybody that went in this weekend. Well, how, how great is three and two sound? You know, we last time we talked, it was uh, when the Panthers played the Bucks at zero and two. Now we're three and two, and to win for our we our weekend made the win better and everything as well. But now to be three and two, Jay, get ready to head uh, to the game against the Buccaneers once again. How sweet is the swing the Panthers have done getting to three and two? Well, you know how hard it is to win one game, and I, there's no doubt we we spoke about it on this podcast how. The Panthers felt they let the first two games get away, to be quite honest. So now you're traveling to London. You're three and two. You know the bye week is staring you right in the face. In only a few days, you have a bye week. But also the travel, that's going to be different. But you're playing a common opponent that you played only a few weeks ago. And you felt you let one slide at your home place. So the preparation, yes, you have to still prepare. But knowing that common opponent that you do have, I think that's a huge advantage uh, for us because now they're they're facing a team. Yes, the the Buccaneers they know us, but they never played against Kyle Allen. They they were worried about Cam and everything. So now uh, I think that's an advantage for us going into this week. Uh, it's a gigantic advantage, and I was going to ask you about that. You called the first game, and it was a much different feel to it. The Bucks are are pretty much the same. The Panthers are quite different. Uh, can you keep Christian McCaffrey, you know, everybody's talking like MVP talk or, you know, maybe we can get to that in, in a little bit. But do you think Christian can keep up what he's been doing these last few weeks? Because if there's nothing else that the Buccaneers defense is good at, they're good against the run. You know, they're number two against the run in the league. They'll put a ton of people in the box. They want to shut down the run. They were able to do that against Christian last time. How do you see it playing out this time? Well, that's exactly right. And there really was not a whole lot of room for uh, Christian on that Thursday night game. Um, and we had some guys open in the pass game. We just we weren't on target in the pass game. And I think it came to a head with Cam after that game saying, OK, I can't do this. Like there's something wrong with me. My foot is bothering me. I have not told anybody. And because we had a lot of guys running wide uh, open in that game, we just couldn't get to it. And yet still. We were one play away from winning the game um, and on a night when it wasn't our best night. And Jameis Winston, we, we were anticipating some turnovers from him that night. We didn't get anything. Um, and then Shaq Barrett kind of came on the scene for Tampa, uh, having the three-sack game that night. And he's kind of continued that trend. So uh, I truly believe we're going to have to establish the run. Reggie Bonifant coming in, uh, albeit only five carries, but it, it – it probably gave him confidence. It gave the team confidence. We can spell Christian uh, every now and then. But we have to establish the run because there is no doubt Todd Bowles will throw every blitz there is uh, in the second half of that game in Carolina on the Thursday night. Uh, maybe only a few plays in the second half. He did not bring pressure. So they're going to force Kyle Allen to beat us. Uh, there's just no, there's no doubt about it. He is not going to let Christian McCaffrey and the run game of the Panthers uh, beat them this week. We're going to make sure – we show Kyle Allen every different look in the book. We want to try to hit him every chance we get. 
um, and make him beat us. And we'll live with it if that's the case. Do you think he can? I mean, Kyle Allen, can he win a game, Jake? Because every so far he's – and I have no reason to doubt it, but so far every game has been kind of just a game manager type of role for him. You know what I mean? Not a ton of ups and downs other than a couple turnovers that he's had. Uh, I'm anxious because I agree with you completely, and I, I think that the defense of the Bucks uh, in the post-game presser, Bruce Arians called his secondary soft. I mean, that's yeah. like they're going to be fired up, man. And we've got Dennis Daly at left tackle against, you know, Shaq Barrett, who's leading the league in sacks. Like, can can Kyle Allen, like, carry the load, man? I'm excited to see. Well, I certainly hope so. I believe the team has the belief in him that he can. I believe our coaches do. But, Jordan, this is when you start to ascend yourself as not just a stopgap guy. I mean, if Kyle Allen can go out and win a game for his team, that's when you get elevated to new status in the locker room and around the league. Okay, this, this team can hurt you, not obviously not only with McCaffrey, but they can throw the ball because we do have the ability uh, to throw it with the weapons that we have. And Greg Olson had a huge game uh, against Tampa the first time. Can we get him back involved? Because he was very quiet last week. No, I, you, we, Shaq Barrett, we just mentioned, leading the league in sacks with nine. And in just prepping, prepping for this game, it's amazing how many – top five or top three league leaders are in this game this week. Mario, I didn't realize this. Mario <laughs> Addison, Super Mario, as you call him, he's third in the league with sacks at six and a half. And our defense overall has got 20 sacks this year. It's it's amazing how these storylines can kind of develop right in front of your eyes and you don't realize it with the, the rhythm of the season. But just like we're talking about Shaq Barrett, we got to stop him. The Buccaneers are going to have their hands full with Mario and company, especially now with the. It's looking like they're going to have a whole new right side of the O line with first time starting for Wells at uh, right tackle and Watford at right guard with some injuries there. That's going to be huge. That that and we have to we have to exploit that. Both those guys played very well. Tampa's O line really played pretty good the first time uh, we played them because they ran the ball pretty effectively, especially in the second half. They can sustain drives and a couple of passes down the field by Jameis because he had time. Now, can we exploit those? I think we can. I just think Bruce Irvin has brought a different approach. Super Mario, um, the way he's played has been lights out. But Bruce Irvin brings – it's like a – I don't know if meanness is the right word, but there's an edge. And he brings a certain edge, and I think it's only added to this pass rush. And week in and week out, we're watching Brian Burns develop into quite possibly the defensive rookie of the year in the National Football League with the way he's playing. So we've got to exploit that um, that right side of the offensive line for Tampa uh, and get after them as much as possible. And then again, can we get Jameis into turning the football over? Something we harped on the first time we played him, and it, that didn't happen uh, the first game. But we need to get him to – get the ball, get some turnovers. Dante Jackson, it sounds like he might be back for this game, which will be a huge plus because Ross Cockrell, he becomes the ace in the hole. We've seen him at safety. We've seen him at corner. What, do we do something special with him? Because he has really played well. I understand he gave up one of the touchdowns last week uh, to DJ Chark, but uh, we can we can exploit this team. But I like watching our defensive line. As you know, when I watch outside of the tackle box, box and not just watch the O and D line matchups, but I, I've really paid a lot of attention this week to our D line and our, and our linebackers as well when they're involved in the rush. And Jake, 
I'm excited because there's a lot of room for improvement. You, you got to figure our D line is not just kind of the four or five starting guys. You know, you'll get all the way down to Haynes and Obata and Kyle Love will get in there, Vernon Butler. So there's there's 10 guys that rush the passer. And what I'm seeing is our twist games and our blitz packages are getting better, man. Like, And that takes – people talk all the time about the offensive line and the chemistry uh, that we have to have on the offensive side. But a coordinated pass rush is a difficult thing as well. And I think it seems like an individual thing, but to have – an understanding when you're rushing the passer of where the defensive tackles rushing in relationship to where you're rushing the tackle, or if there's a blitz coming or a pressure where you need to go. And there's times when I can see there's some confusion and we've even got defensive linemen bumping into each other when we rush the passer, but that's going to continue to develop and accelerate the ability for us to get to the passer. And, and Winston, like you said, man, we expect some turnovers. We got to get them this, this game because if we can start hitting that guy, you know he's going to be loose with the ball. There's no doubt. Now, Jordan, this is a question for you. We talk about the rotation of the D-line, and in interviewing Coach Rivera after the Texans game, we talked about all the pressures of hitting Deshaun Watson over and over, and we talked about the rotation. And one thing he said, he goes, listen, when you rotate so many guys, an offensive lineman cannot get comfortable because he doesn't he, – he can't get a feel for what the th two or three pass rush moves – uh, the defensive end will have or the defensive tackle because we rotate guys all across this line. Now, for you, how is that going against somebody that you talked earlier in one of our podcasts, they're going, going against like a nobody, a rookie. You didn't know who they were because you don't know their moves. Yeah. But when you're constantly facing someone else, how much mind games do you play with yourself? Okay, what did he do last time or should I do this? Do you ever question yourself in that regard? Oh, 100%. Yeah, uh, the game is played from the neck up, right? It does, and as a quarterback especially, but for an old lineman as well. So the more you got to think and kind of analyze, the bigger uh, disadvantage you're against. And and that really, that really hammers home my point that I was trying to get at where we bring in so many guys, and when you start putting different people in front of different offensive linemen, it makes their job that much more difficult because there's no rhythm to get into. And case in point, Mario Addison ended up being a stand-up defensive tackle over uh, the left guard for the Jaguars last week. Mario gave him a little stutter, and it froze the guard. Big Andrew Norwell, you know, he's a good player. It froze yeah. him, and he got high. And then Mario came with just a straight bull rush, knocked Norwell, the guard, all the way into the quarterback, fumble, and Brian Burns picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Norwell hadn't gone against Mario yet was a little hesitant, was feeling him out, not didn't really have a game plan, and we were able to take advantage of those matchups. And I'd love to see even more of that, especially on that right side. Now, it's it's we're lucky here, Jake, because this is a home game technically for the Buccaneers, right? And that it's a huge disadvantage to give away a home game to travel to London. Now, I wanted to ask you, in back in your glory days, you were an NFL Europe guy, right? And this that been is, a million years. That is correct. It's been a, it's been a million years since then, and I can't wait to see what the hype's like around there. But what can these guys expect for the knowledge of the fan base in Europe about football? And, and my point is, I can't imagine that they're going to the crowd's going to be quiet when the Bucks are on the field and cheering when the Panthers' offense is on the field. Do they even know what they're looking at over there? Well, I would assume because it's been uh, 
21 years since I played in London, <laughs> in NFL Europe. Uh, I would assume the fan base, the knowledge has grown some because the NFL has gone over every year. But one thing, they're going for a party. Yes, they're going to have every different uh, NFL jersey in the stands. There won't be a Buccaneers crowd. It won't be a Panthers crowd. It's going to be an NFL crowd. And they're going to have whistles, and they're going to sing and dance and chant. Um, but their knowledge of the game, I think it's getting better. But the thing that's funny is that they enjoy the kicking game more than most fans do because of football that they have over uh, overseas. They love their kicking. They love their soccer and things of that nature. So that's what they, they definitely enjoy. But it will be advantage for us, in my opinion, because it's going to be a neutral crowd. It, it won't be that loud. And they're going to get into it. But they're, just, they're there for the fun. They're there to have a good time. Jake, I think Coach Rivera did an awesome job with the schedule this week. It's difficult to do your normal prep when you're at a different location. You know, you go back to when we were at the Super Bowl. There was a year uh, because of the Democratic National Convention that we had to go to Tampa Bay for the week. And it's it's challenging to stay in the groove. And for Coach Rivera to bring these guys out on Wednesday, I think, was gigantic uh, to get the work in. But there's going to be distractions, right? So. How would you handle it being in another country? Do you even try to sightsee or do you just stick to the plan? What would you do over there as a quarterback, Jake? Well, um, Jordan, I would probably stay in my room, eat, watch film, and that's about it. Maybe on Friday <laughs> evening uh, dinner or something like that. Um, how much time these guys will be able to spend doing that, I'm not quite sure. Again, we're going to go back to what we touched on earlier. This is a common opponent, so it's a pretty common theme. Um, preparation-wise, personnel-wise, uh, package-wise, offensively and defensively, that our team should have a, a very good recollection because it was only a, a few weeks ago that we played. So that could give you a little more maybe time uh, to sightsee or whatnot. Well, I'm going to do my share of sightseeing. I land uh, midday on Friday. And how do you feel about this? I've got a car, a, a, a guide, picking me up from the airport straight to Stonehenge. What are your thoughts on that? Why don't you drive? I'd like to see you drive. Because I guarantee I'll get I'll get in an accident, man. I'm already going to be <laughs> jet lagged, and it's the wrong side of the road, and I'll be looking around like an idiot, the biggest tourist on the island, and I'm going to get in a wreck. So I, you know, it's kind of like if you go out and have dinner and some drinks with your wife, you got to get home safe. It's not safe for me to be on the road over there with the backwards driving. <laughs> I'm guarantee I will injure someone or myself jake but stonehenge like you got i only have one day there you got to go to stonehenge right i don't without a doubt i'm just wondering when i listen to this broadcast sunday will you yeah. or mick have any type of english accent well fortunately we know the native language of the land we're in so there won't be a language barrier um i think it would be incredibly offensive to do and how like everyone does the accent <laughs> or does the same joke and we're better than that jake so i will definitely try to provide my usual lighter uh, humor to the broadcast but if people start doing english accents i mean it's gonna we're better than that at this broadcast jake but you gotta tune in to see just like everybody else is listening to this tune in big game and can we how about four and two going into the bye how's that sound well as a player that would be when you're flying back on that plane, if we're four and two, that deep breath that you take knowing, oh, my gosh, this is the first time in the season where you can truly take a deep breath and let your mind relax just for a brief moment in time. That breath will be so fantastic. 
and it'll be like the oxygen just fills your lungs. You're like, oh my gosh, we're four and two. We've given ourselves a chance because when we come back, it is a grind. Yep, it is. Well, I'll be taking some deep breaths over there, Jake, thinking about you. Maybe I'll FaceTime you. But next week, we got lots to talk about. The bye. We'll see where the Panthers are at. And uh, you rest up from that Hall of Honor week, okay, buddy? Don't worry, I will. I'm assuming you're probably fr- flying first class, uh, knowing how, you know, Hall of Honor inductees travel. Right. I'm well, assuming I, you're going to fly yeah, and you might you, even have that reclinable bed. If you just buy a coach ticket, once you're in the Panther Hall of Honor, every airline just automatically upgrades you. So if That's I wear my blue know. blazer, yeah, I got to wear my blue blazer into the airport and then it's like an automatic upgrade. So I'll be at the Boise airport here in like an hour and a half with my blue blazer on. Send pictures, please. Will do. All right, Jake. Talk to you next week, brother. Safe travels. Go Panthers.